The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 9.30 with Mike Soft. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on 710 ESPN Seattle. Let's jump right into it. Coach Carroll already here. Hi, Coach. Good morning. Hey, what's up? I'm early. I'm early, man. Absolutely, as you should be. Heck of a win yesterday. Congratulations. Must have felt good. Yeah, you know, but you don't sleep any better just because you win, you know? It's still, you know, 5 o'clock. Ah, let's go. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good day yesterday, and uh, we, we we need it. Uh, the fans needed it, and uh, we earned it. We played really good football yesterday. Yeah, so what was different? Uh, we just played better. We just played better across the board. The defense has played really good, really hard yesterday, man. They were on their stuff all day long. Very few plays. I mean, there's just a handful of plays that got away from us and they're just all guy just was trying to do something and he chased the quarterback instead of chase the run and just little things so we're really have improved and and uh really excited about that um gino was spectacular yesterday you know had a great day and the receivers the, you got to look at the whole receiving group compare us to what they did you know our guys caught the football all day long and made a bunch of terrific plays for us so it was really good Let's talk about the defense and, and start there. I know they get you excited, and for good reason. They've played well now for a few weeks. Obviously, last week or this, this yesterday was nearly a shutout for them. But what is, what's making that unit go? What, what's 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 allowing them to have that kind of success? The, the, the just ha- having just watched the film again here uh, this morning uh, to see the collective effort and intensity and attention to detail and the toughness. All of those things are all clicking and uh um, we're doing a, a, the best job we've done uh this year in the last month or so about mixing our coverages to, to just make it harder uh, uh for our opponent and it's just worked out really well the guys are utilizing the changes in the calls and and uh the coverage change-ups to effectively and we're playing very very much more aggressive uh pass defense how many coverages can you play over the course of a game oh um you know, there's about six or seven things that we do coverage-wise. If you, you know, there's, there there can be more than that in the subtleties, but it's about five, six, seven things that we basically do. And are there more things that other teams do, or are those like the five or six or seven coverages that everybody runs in the league? It's just a matter of how often you run them and when you run them. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I mean, I, it's a I don't have a good answer for you right there. There's, you know, the teams are man teams or team or zone uh, t- zone teams. Uh, uh, there's match coverage teams, which is a concept that is really prevalent around the league. The guys will really feature in their game plans, but there's always three, four, five different things that you do just to complement. And how much of what you, you know, the, the those ratios over the course of a game, how much of them are decided because it's where you're most comfortable, and how much you're decided by the opponent. Hmm. It depends, Mike. Yeah. It's not that easy. Um, it depends. You know what? There's. We want to do the things that we do really well. That's that that we know really well, so that we can adapt to whatever they do to us. You know, if if you if you're just hunting and pecking with calls and you can't fix things, so we want to be able to fix things as the game goes on. Uh, and but we have things that we really like and play to. We've got our guys in the right spots. You know, it's kind of like where Jamal is and where Bobby is and where Ugo is and coverage. They they do these things really well, and so we want to do those as much as we can because we can make more plays and be more stingy with our with our pass defense and so on. Your cornerbacks seem pretty feisty. Are those fe- two feisty guys? Yeah, yeah, they they're really competitive guys, man. They they're just that way in in their makeup, and and I like to think you know that we can help them with that. But I hope we we bring it out of them as well but um uh, you, you like your qbs like that 
What about uh, what about Daryl Taylor? He returns, obviously, great news, just that he's okay and, and sort of taking that aside. What does he do for that defense just by being back out on the Man, field? He had a number of really big-time rushes yesterday. and We were we could have had five or six sacks so easily. The quarterback did a nice job of getting hit and getting rid of the ball. He was already hit, but he got rid of the football. A lot of guys might not have chucked it like he did. He takes some chances and almost made some errors. But uh, – Daryl in particular, and really Carlos did a really nice job yesterday, too. He was really physical in his brushes. That's where Carlos is at his best, when he's just breaking down that edge. And and he knocked some balls down, got in the passing lanes, was effective there. Meanwhile, on the other side, uh, Daryl was, was flashing and speeding around. And he had some great rushes that didn't didn't transfer into into sacks and all that, but but he uh, had a good day. Do you grade that? I mean, does that get a grade? Does that get rewarded in some way in the film room with the team, et cetera? How, how do you? How does? How does that get recognized amongst the players? Well, we do everything we can to recognize the stuff that we're good at and the stuff. You know, what I'm trying to constantly do, Mike, is I'm trying to show the players who they're playing with. And, and make sure that I highlight the stuff that guys do so that they get to know and appreciate and trust the guys around them. So whether it's, you know, we, I'll show highlights from Wednesday's practice and Thursday's practice, the very first thing we do the next morning to show the plays that guys make and show the guys that don't make plays, you know. And, and so it's, it goes both ways. It's kind of a competitive opportunity for me to, to highlight guys, but for also guys to show up to kind of always amplify and accentuate how important it is to practice well and all that. But but I want these guys to see their guys, and, and so they know them. So it's funny you bring up that word trust. We've, we've spent time talking about it, and there's a business book, maybe you've even read it, The Speed of Trust, which talks about how much more uh, successful organizations can be when when people trust themselves or trust each other in that organization. What does it do I, for I've not read team? that book, but I need to see that because that I couldn't be a, a, a bigger advocate for that it's pretty it's a good book it's well done and it comes with like a whole you know system for business with little cards and stuff that go through all of the trust in business but what does it do for a football team when guys start to trust each other no it's 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 the essence of of the growth that a team can make is when when you you realize first it starts with the individual that you can trust yourself because you've worked hard enough you've earned your way you know that you're capable of doing what we're asking of you you'll flow better and play better uh and and you'll be more free to play hard and and physical and fast when, when you're in that mentality when you can feel that exact same feeling about the guy next to you and then the guys that play on the other side of the ball and all that that everything is exactly what this book is i'm sure is talking about uh, allows you to function at a much higher level because you're not spending focus time on other things. That anything can t- take your focus away. Good stuff, bad stuff, fears, concerns, you know, any- anything. Overjoy, you know, that can all take your focus away. And we're trying to find the sweet spot in between all of that so that we can be really clear and and really just in the moment that we're dealing with and and fully aware to function like we're most capable and so that's uh you know it's it's an enormous part of our talk it, i also let me go a little further the, the, it, it comes from uh of developing a belief that when you believe that you got your act together you believe that you you know you're going to win is when you function at your very best at to, to me and so that's what i'm trying to orchestrate with the individuals with the coaches or with the with the whole team at all times, and try to call on that when you need it most in the, as you finish. It works. So that's more on the <laughs> – talked through it there on the defensive side of the ball to start. On the offensive side, 
you know, we saw the throw from the first touchdown from Geno to DK Metcalf. And afterwards, DK says, yeah, I'm a big receiver. Trust me to throw that ball up to me. Does it factor in there as well of trusting players to kind of do what they want to do best and, and maybe even taking some risks at times in order to allow their, their strengths to shine? Absolutely. That's, that's, that's right on point with, with my brain and how I'm trying to get these guys to, to, to you know, perform when, on come game day. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And so uh, we're trying to pull out their strengths. We're trying to accentuate what they do well, try to give them the chance to, to take their jumper from the top of the key if that's their spot, you know, and with that, that's the whole point. And, and uh, when we're doing that consistently, you're just you're hard to beat. You're just hard to beat. How important was it to get DK and to get Tyler the ball yesterday? Well, it always is. That's just—I mean—that's no—that's no, that's no uh, uh, rocket science. There, you know, those guys are terrific football players. And yesterday we were really pecking away at him, really nice with the, with the dropback game. And uh, Tyler was the recipient of a bunch of plays. You know, some crucial catches and 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 you know just. Our effectiveness was there because the timing was so good because all of that fit together so well. I heard you talk a little bit after the game, and and I think fans today are trying to figure out you know the difference between the way the team looked yesterday, the way they looked the previous week on Monday night. Obviously, the weather, you mentioned it a couple of times, factors into some of how the game plan is different. Can you walk me through that a little bit in, in some more detail so we understand how how everything just functions so differently from game to game like that? Yeah, well... <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on, you know. We're not playing in a vacuum. We got another team. We got other situations around us. You got the weather. You got conditions and things that that can factor in, and you have to just take that into account. That you know, everybody wants it all be real smooth and easy, you know, like it was yesterday. But it's not like that in all the time. And and you know, we just took on Jacksonville, who's had three or four really good games in a row, and their 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 most recent win on the road in, in London and all of that, and they just they had trouble yesterday with us, you know, and we were able to function across the board at a really good good clip, and, and uh, um, you know, they they factored into that too, you know, and if they're struggling, we should we should play well. That's the way we always look at it. You know, if a team comes in and they're having problems and you, you prepare with the respect that you should prepare with, then you can perform like that, and so we took advantage of that opportunity. But uh, certainly there's stuff that goes on. You know, Mike, there's just... There's situations. There, think of uh, of uh, the situation that um, uh, you know we, we find ourselves in last week with Gino. You know he's got conditions around him. That he's got to take care of the ball. We all know that. Uh, he's got a tough team. He's got a good defense. They got a terrific. They just went out and beat the freaking Bucks. You know, <laughs> and they were and they were hurt. Um, that's a really good team we played. So all of that factors in. So the games aren't the same. You know, we try to do the same all the time we try to uh consistently play at a really high level and really sharp at everything but it's just it just it's a it's a great challenge you know and so well i wonder it strikes me that one of the challenges embedded in that would be planning for things not to be easy but also trying to make things easy yeah it it, it, that's true and you you make a good point it we want to function the way we can function. And so we got to do everything we can to keep us in that mode, whatever that takes, and not allow the other guys to get us out of whack or to throw us into, into a, you know, where we start stumbling around or we're having problems and issues or we're not communicating right or whatever. We want to see if control the factors that we can control. And so that's what you do. That's why you practice so hard and get good at the things that you do. We're getting good right now. 
We are. We're getting better at what we're doing, and, and you can see it. Uh, the things that have been constant, we've taken care of the football. Special teams is playing great football all year long. They've done a great job. They continue to do that. That just gives us another area that we can count on. Defense is really starting to play on the third down things. That all started to take shape quite a while ago now. And, but it, we're, we're playing into those consistencies, and now there's fewer areas where you can get us. And uh, we have a lot of room to improve, and we're going to keep going, but um, we're getting there. And so it's a good time. I love the break that it's now uh it can't do nothing about what's happened but we're going to do everything we can in the world about what's coming up and and we're going to go for it and starts when uh, i guess it's green bay coming up it was fun watching alex collins yesterday i know he didn't have a tremendous number of yards but i don't know who said it maybe it was you maybe somebody else who mentioned that that there's some marchand to him and I, I he obviously doesn't have quite marchand's power oh it was hasselbeck yeah we were talking about hasselbeck last week who mentioned that a kind of a marchand comp with him is there some just almost unpredictability to the way he runs if you're yeah. a defender trying to figure out what direction he's going to move next? Yeah, he's 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 a random type of, you know, out of nowhere he just pops and jumps and, and he's got extraordinary experience. I go back to this. Remember, he was a 1,000-yard rusher for three straight seasons in the SEC. That's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of carries, not to mention all that he did as he was growing up as a young kid. He And he plays with intuition and with the, uh, and savvy that, that that's rare. And, and so you see him do extraordinary things. And he's not the biggest. He's not the fastest, not the strongest. He's just really a, a, a good football player. And he shows you all the time. He surprises you with things that he sees and does. And, and, uh, and so he's a good ball player. So what's the plan with, with, uh, with Rashad Penny moving forward? How do, how do you unlock him? You talk about putting guys in the best, you know, their best position to succeed. When he's going well, what are the types of plays that you can expect from him? Well, he's got big plays in him. You know, he's really fast. And, and uh, when he gets in the clear, he's hard to catch up with. And, and so we have not been able to spring him. You know, we have not, you know, and, and some of that, he's got to hit the hit the plays right to take advantage of him. And, and we've got to block him right. And we've got to, you know, keep, if you give him enough opportunities, that's going to happen. And so he's going to, he's in a real competitive mode right now. And it's hard to not want to give the ball to Alex uh, because of all of the stuff he keeps doing. And so uh, Alex was, has the last two weeks has had a groin issue. He's had not been a hundred percent. And so that's even more so while we were rotating. Um, but when we come back from this bye, Alex is going to be raring to go. And so he's going to be uh, hard to knock out of there. He's been really effective. And I'm just assuming based on the way you said that, that things aren't looking any more promising for Chris Carson returning after the bye. Uh, I would take Chris is planning on practicing next week. And so um, I've visited with him a couple times about this. He's got to be able to, when he comes back from this break, pass a couple little tests and stuff like that. If he can, he's going to practice next that week. He plans on playing against the Packers. I don't know if he'll be able to pull that off or not, but we're we're going with that. He's conditioning himself. He's well enough and prepared to, to jump in one week and play if uh, if he physically can handle it. So we saw what the neck injuries and the stingers did to both Cam's career and obviously Cliff Averill's career. Is this in a different category from that? It is. It's a different. Yeah, it's a different uh, condition that he's dealing with. But when it's a spinal issue, that you know, there's you know, there's great great concerns that we need to you know uphold and all of that and, and do it right and take care of them for the long haul. So that's what we're doing. There's another injury a few people in Seattle may be curious about, uh, and that would be Russell's finger. Any new update and thoughts? I know I heard you say yesterday that it was looking better. I saw the picture on TV last night, and I was like, I don't know. Is he going to be able to go in two weeks? Uh, his finger does look great now. I, I, he, 
he couldn't wait to take God's little thing off and show me what how it looked and all the other night. Um, but so you know okay, the headline yeah. from that is going to be Russell Wilson shows Pete Carroll his middle finger. That's, that's going right. to end up being the headline. Well, he won't be the first one. I know, not even on this team publicly. <laughs> that's exactly right. He won't be the first. So I'm well prepared for whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll you know we'll hold out hope that he's uh, you know he's going to continue to to bring this thing back and break the records and all of all time how you can get back from this and uh, if anybody can do it Russell will do it. What are the tests for him as you go forward? You got I mean he's got to be able to grip the football right. Yeah, well, he's got to get he's got to get all the contraptions out of his finger first, and then and then he's got to heal from the, heal from that extraction from the pin and all that, and then uh, and then see where it is and, and what he he's capable of doing. He's going to be really close. You, 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 your hand adapts, and and he he doesn't need all of what it was for him to be effective. I don't, I, I know that because and and I got a funky hand myself on the throwing hand, and I just he he'll be able to adapt, but it. We just need to see if it's safe for him to do that, and, and in the long-term basis, is it the right thing to do? We'll just figure it out. So first time in a long time you've played games without Russell Wilson. You've now played three of them. What did you learn about your team? Well, I, I, I you know, our guys continued to play in the fashion that they needed to to give us a chance. We've been in every one of these games. We could have won every one of these games, and, and uh, I, we didn't, but we could have, and, and so that's – that's what we've seen. Uh, I think Russ is enough of a factor to win all all three of, the, of those those losses, and uh, not just at the end of the game. Certainly at the end of the game, but during the course of the game, he's a great football player, and he's a great part of this 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 program. And he would find ways to help us. I can't say that we would have won them all. I don't know that, but we would have had a really good chance. And the teams that played us without Russell were fortunate. How about the line of scrimmage yesterday, and especially on the offense, uh, the offensive side of the ball? It sure seemed like when Gino had time, he was awfully effective. We were really quick with the football yesterday. I was really fired up about how the rhythm the, uh, that we were able to throw with um, Shane really put the plan together to give Gino a chance to really function quickly. And uh, and you saw all of the inside passes that we hit uh, Tyler on, and DK caught uh, caught a couple, and uh, the rhythm of that is what made that work. And so. Um, that's I think that's when we're at our best uh, and we always have been and so we need to continue to strive to stay in that pocket because that gives us a chance to get the ball out pass pro guys don't have to work as long and we can move the football that way effectively because our guys really can catch it how much uh, of a factor was Ethan Posick at center yesterday um, he did a nice job you know he did a nice job and I know he he uh, he called a good game. He called a really good game. He had some plays that you know that he needs back that you know technically, but um, he he played a good solid football game. Gino felt real comfortable with him, and so we'll see how that fits uh, moving forward. So, what are the response? I mean, specifically with a quarterback and a center, we hear that both guys are responsible for the pass protection in various ways. How does that responsibility get divvied up between them? They, they have to they have to um, identify the alignment of the defense. And between the two of them, they have to figure that out. And they both need to see it in the same fashion. So that's where the coordination is so important. So, I mean, just a, I mean, we're talking about the slightest of elements, the shade of a lineman, the shade of a, of a linebacker, position of a safety. Uh, all of those things need to be identified. And then we declare, okay, this is where they are. Here's how we're blocking them. Mm-hmm. And so, so first identify, and then we have to communicate to all of the, the necessary people what we just saw and what we're doing and, and, and how we click into the mode of what the, the training has, has you know, prepared us for. And so that's where that functioning, coordinating, the quickness of it, the, the, the 
confidence and the trust that they have in one another, um, all of that stuff. You know, and if you if you watch the game closely, you can see the center pointing all the time. You see linemen, they, they point and direct. They're trying to get everybody on the same page so that we can be, you know, choreographed well. I think I knew that a lot of that took place on passing plays. We were talking to Matt Hasselbeck this past week, and he was explaining just how much the quarterback was involved in those calls on running plays. Yes. And I don't know that I that had ever really dawned on me before. But they... Well, it, it didn't have to be. But, I mean, you can in the old days, you call a play and you run it. You know, you just call it running. There's still teams that do that a lot. Um, we, we do some, but we but there's a lot of plays we have to see where they are, and then we, we have a choice, and they choose which run to run, and then they also have to uh, – connect the the blocking scheme through identification with that new play so there's a lot going on russell happens to be really good at this you know he's just developed it over the years and he allows us to function at a fast high level that gets us an edge and that's all we're looking for sometimes what's the message to the team they head off for a break and get a little time to themselves to recuperate what do you tell them on the way out the door to to stay to stay focused on this very next step that we take that you know and, and take everything that's happened grow from it you know we, we know what happened but then let's let's all take this next step together and that means that everybody's going to do their, their thing and be held accountable and, and uh, we have a chance to have a really good football season and it doesn't look like that to many people but uh, we really don't care about anybody on the outside in that regard we're going to direct our focus based on what we know we can get done and so uh, here we go second half is already underway yeah what is the level of belief in that locker room right now pretty good it's pretty strong and we have good leadership, you know, and, and uh, it, we have, we've had to deal with disappointment more than anything else, you know, and, and, and that's we've had to put that into place so it didn't distract us from the next step we take. And uh, it's it's been hard because it's been pretty it, – it, we've been too consistently close, you know, and it's been uh, – those are tough lessons. But um, I, I think we've hardened from it, and I think we, we can grow from it. I know we have a chance we're going to be really healthy coming back and, and – uh, we're in a good place. Do you have some new leaders that have emerged? I mean, I think we know about Bobby. We know about Russ. Jamal Adams has that reputation. Do you have some guys that maybe we don't know as much about that have risen into some of that leadership role? Yeah, I, I think maybe our fans would be surprised. I don't know. But Ryan Neal has become a, a real a real uh, fire starter for us, you know, energy guy. Um, Nick Ballour has been – he's subtle in, in his ways, but – he is such a good performer, so consistent that his words are really strong. And uh, um, uh, Cody Barton has been a big factor too. Uh, Penny Hart has been a big factor. These guys are just blood and guts guys, man. I mean, Nick uh, Will Disley talked to the team the other night uh, about special teams and just brought such a good message to these guys. So there's a whole, there's a host of guys that are part of that. Um, the fabric of the leadership, you know, it's not just the ones, the twos, you know, the guys that are, that uh, get elected. It's the guys that are really in the in the in the weeds with it, and I'm really fired up about it because it makes us strong from within. Bring kids for Halloween yesterday? What would we? Oh, trick or treat, man! I was on the streets. Were you? Yeah, I, I had I had a number of people say, "Gosh, you look like 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 Pete Carroll." Said, I know it's one of my the best disguises. I, you, you'd be surprised. It well, happened, but I'm not I'm not kidding. It happened at least. Five or six times wow, what a night. great Pete Carroll costume you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, wow, I, yeah, that's a great one, man. <laughs> <laughs> what did the grandkids go as? Uh, we were uh, Mario and, and Yoshi. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah it's great. Very cool. Did you get some full-size candy bars out there? Oh, yeah. yeah why, where is this new t- this full-size candy bar? I never heard that phrase before. But well, as opposed to the Halloween candies, which are like, you know, an inch or two, you get the full-size yeah. that you would buy at yeah, the grocery unf- store. Unfortunately, there was a couple Snickers, and I mean, I just, I'm, Whoa. Just, not a, I'm just not a Snickers guy. Really? Oh, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. I, that's where I in, instill the dad tax. Yeah, yeah. dad's going to be taking a couple of the Snickers. We take 10% off the top right off. I don't mind saying I'm a Milk Duds guy. So if Milk Duds? I, I, I was, I was, yeah, I was. 
Wow. I, I well, Justin's uh, he's raising his fist in the other room. He's very excited about the Milk Duds call-out. <laughs> Coach, thank you. Congratulations. Enjoy the bye week. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Happy Halloween. See ya.